Welcome to the Global Missions, Inc. podcast. This episode features Mike Greif as he reads a Sharon Star article he wrote called How to Treat Your Wife. Husbands, marriage is where the rubber meets the road in what God wants us to be and do in this life in our service to Him. It is the best opportunity to be God's representative. If we can be his representative and ambassador in our own homes where life at times is the most heated and challenging, then we can be his representatives outside our homes to the world. But it starts with our homes and especially with our wives. The following points that I will be making are things that I've written in the back of my Bible over the last 40 years concerning how to treat my wife. Since I've only been married for 25 years, the first 15 years of my searching of how to treat my wife was happening when she wasn't even in my life yet. So these points that I would like to share with you are things that God has spoken to me over a long period of time. Bear with me and hopefully these things will mean something to you as well. I want to challenge husbands to be the very best husband and father that they can be in their lives and honor God with their lives. Any scriptures that I share will be taken from the New American Standard Version of the Bible. Number one, your wife is a gift from God, so treat her as such, as a precious possession, a jewel. Utmost care should be taken to protect, defend, preserve, love, honor, appreciate, and enjoy her. Always be a gentleman during dating and especially after your marriage. Open the door for her in the car. Seat her in the restaurant. Give preference to her. Treat her the way a gentleman would treat her wherever you are, whatever you are doing. When I was 23 or so, I took my mother on a 4,000-mile road trip to see all of her relatives on the west coast of the United States. While we were visiting a brother in Los Angeles, we were invited to dinner by a very wealthy friend of my brother Dan. This man was in his 80s. When we got out of the car to go into the restaurant, he got out quickly and opened the door for my mother. Then he took her arm up the steps to the restaurant to open the door to the restaurant and proceeded to seat her inside. He wouldn't sit down until she sat, and any time she got up, he got up. This man was a very wealthy man in Los Angeles who lived in a house that looked like a castle in Hollywood and who had a large table full of pictures with him and movie stars, several presidents of the United States, and other very important people at the time. Yet he treated my mother like she was the Queen of England. In one evening, I saw how to treat a lady, and I never forgot it. Treat her daily, just like you would your guest, with utmost courtesy and concern for her welfare. Think about that. How do you treat your guests? Treat her the same way. How you treat your mother is how you will treat your wife. Remember this when you talk to and deal with her on a daily basis. Your wife comes before your children. After God, she's number two. If you put her in this place, your children will learn not to be selfish, and they will have constant reminders that they are not the center of the universe and are to be servants as well. 
Remember, you are a servant of God, a steward of God. All that you possess is temporary. Your wife, too, is temporary. So learn to appreciate her and treat her like a queen. Never take her for granted. She's God's gift to you. Remember that. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Proverbs 18.22 says, Houses and wealth and inherited are inherited from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Proverbs 19.14 If God sees your wife in this way, don't you think you should also? Practice the fruits of the Spirit toward her. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, compassion, humility, meekness, bearing with one another, forgiving one another, being thankful always for her, not jealous, not arrogant, not bragging, not rude, not selfish, not provoked, not taking in, into account a wrong suffered. Galatians 5:22 through 26 and Colossians 3:12 through 14. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. Read Ephesians 5, through 23 Husbands are instructed here to love their wives in the same way that Christ loved the church when he died and gave his life for the church. So God wants us to die to self and possibly literally for our wives and love them with all of our hearts. If a husband loves his wife in this way, dying to self for her, she will have no problem loving him in return. In essence, lay down your life for your wife. Your wife should be your most valued possession other than God. A pearl of great price, a treasure hidden in the field, valued above all other possessions. Always be thinking of ways to make her happy, learning how to know what makes her happy. Take care of your finances so money won't be a problem. Make your family your priority, not toys and hanging out with the boys and the other things that would take your time away from your wife and your family. Pray together. Spend time together. I've always said a person makes time for what is important to him. Communicate. Always. Be open. Totally honest. Don't play guessing games. Don't hide your feelings. Be transparent. Don't expect her to know what you're thinking or feeling. You're never too tired to listen. And when you're asked to listen, give her two choices to your listening style. Choice one, do you want me to listen to solve any problems here? Choice two, do you want me to to just listen and not give any suggestions, keeping my mouth shut? If choice two is chosen, don't try to solve her problems. She's probably smarter than you anyway and has it all figured out. She just wants you to listen. Never argue on Friday night or when you're tired. And when you do argue, be very careful. Go on walks together. There's no better place to communicate and talk to your wife than when you're walking alone with her. And leave your phones at home. Just communicate and talk and walk and listen and hash things over, etc. Learn the value of giving a massage when it's needed. Keep yourself neat and attractive for her. Stay in shape for her. Stay healthy for her in making good decisions. Be a servant to your wife and in your home. You're not called to be served, but to serve. Philippians chapter 2, 3 through 8 and Matthew 
2026 says, If you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn to be the servant of all. This especially applies to your wife and in your own household. Die unto yourself and live to others. And this especially applies to your wife. God tells us in scripture in many places that we are to be willing to die daily to self. Always treat her as your equal, for she certainly is in many ways and your superior in others. Don't give advice unless she asks for it. Give her space. Don't crowd her. If she needs for you to just leave her alone, do it. A lot of times, girls need girl time with their girlfriends. Give her that. Always be slow to anger. You don't have to have the last word. Bite your tongue at times and just let something set that's been said to you. Quite often when we think we have to say something, that's when we really say the wrong thing and feelings are hurt. This is where dying to self may come in. It is to a man's glory to overlook a sin or a fault. Don't dwell on her sins and faults. Overlook them. A wise wife is from the Lord. Appreciate who she is and what her gifts are. Encourage those gifts anytime you can. Read Proverbs chapter 31. Be moldable, pliable, always willing to change. Don't be set in your ways. God is in the business of changing us and wanting us to bring us to sonship. If we're set in our ways, how will we ever change and become what he wants us to be? Be willing to change till the day you die. Walk and live and dwell in the Spirit. If we can do this one thing, then all the rest of these things will take care of themselves. Why? Because the Spirit will show us the mind of Christ as to what to do and say. Make a point to spend time in prayer and in the Word of God each day. Make this your habit. Really invest in building your relationship with God and getting really to know Him and to be led by His Spirit and to feel His presence daily. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Ephesians 4.26 Two lessons here. Lesson one, be angry, yet don't sin. If we say that hurtful word or yell or scream or say something that we know we shouldn't have said, this is when we turn that anger into sin. We think we have to say the things to justify our perspective, but we don't. Just keep your mouth shut and listen and let the Holy Spirit move into the situation. Lesson two, don't let the sun go down on your anger. That's pretty easy to understand, but harder to apply. In essence, we are just told here to make up. We can choose whether to remain angry or whether we humble ourselves, ask forgiveness, and try to make it right. It's pride and self-righteousness that prevent us from doing this. I think of the Nike slogan, just do it, get over yourself. Brother Berg used to tell us he never went to sleep after an argument without making up first. This is a good opportunity to humble yourself and to put your commitment to God first. Be of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Philippians 2.2 2. I think you just need to really meditate on all of these and think about each one. This is how God wants us to treat one another, especially where the rubber meets the road and in your marriage. Make 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 8 your marriage roadmap. Love is patient. 
Love is kind and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant, does not act rude. It does not seek its own, is not provoked or made angry, does not take into account a wrong suffered when it is offended, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Again, We just really need to mull these things over in our minds and think about them, asking the Holy Spirit to apply them to our lives and to help us to apply them to our lives. Ephesians 4, 29 through 32 and Ephesians 5, 1 through 2. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, building one another up according to the need of the moment that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and complaining and slander be put away from you, along with all malice or ill content. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for you, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. What needs to be done is for each one of us to read these words and think about them and let the Holy Spirit apply them to our lives. Ephesians 3.19 Husbands, love your wives and do not be embittered or angry, harsh, indignant against them. Here we are commanded what not to do. It's a choice we make each day. 1 Peter 3, 7-9 You husbands likewise live with your wives in an understanding way, as with a weaker vessel, or better put, a vessel under construction like we all are, since she is a woman, and grant her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Think about that. Your The way you treat your wife ties into whether your prayers are going to be answered. To sum up, let all be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you are called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. I've heard this saying many times, and the way you treat your mother is the way you will treat your wife. That's something young men still looking for a wife should keep in mind. Husbands and wives are both equally important in God's eyes. It's like a house. The husband is the roof and the wife is the walls. The roof covers the house, but the walls hold up and support the roof. Both are of equal value and importance. No one more important than the other. Both needed. As we've been taught by the brethren, when we made those wedding vows at our marriage, we were making those vows before God and to God first. Then we made a vow to marriage second. And then third, our vow was to our spouses. I've felt very strongly over the years that as I, as the head of my household, will bear greater responsibility before God for the success and well-being of my marriage and for the spiritual success of my children. Husbands, I believe you are in the same boat as I am, and as such, we need to take care of our job of being husbands and fathers extremely serious. 
Meet the challenges head on and do what you know to be right. Be the best husband and father that God has given you the ability to be. Be quick to hear the Holy Spirit's guiding voice, quick to forgive. Don't hold grudges and walk humbly before God in your job as a husband as he helps you to fulfill your most important role as a husband and father. As 1 Corinthians 16, 13 through 14 says, Be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like a man, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Be the man, the husband and father that God wants you to be. A few closing thoughts here. We're all under construction, so we all need patience. God puts a little emphasis here to husbands, explaining to them that if they don't live with their wives in an understanding way, he isn't going to answer their prayers. We hinder our prayers by not being understanding, especially to our wives. Husbands, we need to man up here. We need to be the fathers and the husbands that God wants us to be. We need to act like men and to be the men he wants us to be. A real man takes care of his wife and his children above himself. He puts them first and he puts God's word into practice by being a servant to them first. As mentioned above, in the end, husbands, I believe you will be held responsible before God for every word you speak, your actions, and for the success and welfare of your family. Each of us will stand before God and give an account for all that we have done. Let's just try to be the best that we can. O oh Lord, forgive us and give us ears to hear and hearts to understand how you want to choose us or how you want us to choose to live, care for and love our wives. May we honor you by how we do that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Global Missions, Inc. podcast. For more information, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.